Sind auf Ein Heer mit Aleph, Precision, Beinent Nai Kafu. We have the section here that deals with the need for a Tnai Kafu. If you make a condition, the condition has to be made in a double way. We'll discuss exactly how that's done. That means you've got to make the condition. If the following will happen, then I will do X. If the following doesn't happen, then I will not do X. And, and, and we'll discuss why. But to understand this whole piece of Gomorrah, it's important to understand that the mouth is an incredibly powerful instrument. We don't think of it that way. But the mouth is one of the most powerful instruments that the Rebbein Shalom has given us. And it, he's given us the mouth to have impact not only on other people when we communicate with people, but on ourselves. Our mouth impacts ourselves. And not only to impact ourselves and other people, but the mouth has cosmic impact. We see that in tefillah. We can change reality with, with our mouths. Uh, when we make a bracha, and that's why the wording and the formulation of a bracha and of tefillah and of any situation where the halacha requires one to use one's mouth to affect something significant uh, beyond one's own personal life, that has to be done very precisely. Uh, as with any powerful instrument, you've got to do it the right way. You've got to do it, you've got to do it very precisely. And that's why that, that if you that you're not allowed to change the way the chachomim formulated a brocha or or it You can't make your own and start making changes. One can say one's own tefillot, but if you're using the formula of the chachomim of the ansheik neset in order to say a tefillah or bracha, that can't be changed. It's called a matbeah shetavu chachamim. It's like taking a coin that the government has issued as currency, and you redesign it, and you say, I'm, if this is a hundred dollar bill, mine must be worth at least a hundred dollars, because I've made it even better than the government's one. doesn't matter if it's better or if it's worse. If it isn't, doesn't conform to the requirements and specifications that, that it was given, it doesn't have the power of currency. And so it is with things that we say, when the halacha constructs a saying, that saying has to be said for it to have its cosmic impact. It has to be said in a way that is, that is aligned, that is according to the specifications of Chazal. Uh, and that's why we, we, when we learn it, just recently in the parasha, we learned the Tanai of Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruvain, which is the source of Hilchot Tanaim, the, the source of the laws of conditional contracting. And conditional contracting is not a simple thing. We've had it before in, 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 in Masech Tenedorim. Vayomi Moshe Elohim. After this, this whole discussion of the Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruven, and they want to stay there on the Golan, on the other side of the Ardain, and that's better farming for their animals, and they don't, not, not, they don't need to go to the other side of the uh, interest soil itself. Uh, and then Moshe summarizes the deal, and he says... Bnei Gad and Beruven will go over the Yarden with you and they'll help you to conquer the land. And if you're successful, when you're successful, you will give them the Golan Heights and that area for their farming because they've got cattle there. And until this day, the best cattle farming is in Eretz Israel, is up in the Golan. And if they don't do that, if they don't help you and support you in your battle, with the Kananim, then they'll have to share in Eretz Kanan, they don't get the Ever Yarde. So Moshe formulates the Tnai in this double way. If they support you and help you, they'll get the farming on the other side of the Yarde. If they don't support you, they won't get the farming on the other side of the Yarde. And Tosva says in Ksubis that we learn from there that the Shum Tnai and Omevatelata Maase, that really 
a condition shouldn't be able to undo an action. Now, why not? If I say I'm going to do something as condition, I'm selling you my house, but it's conditional to the fa- to my getting a loan before I, before the sale. What's wrong with that? I'm making it very clear. It's a sale, but it's conditional. But if you understand the cosmic power of a statement, once you've made the statement, you can't undo it. You can't say, I'm, uh, I didn't mean it. So how, once you've made the statement, how can you modify it with a tnai? How can you modify a condition? If we're just talking about legal issues, then in law, it's fine, you modify it. But in, in, in Torah, since the, the, a statement is so cosmically powerful, you've said, I will sell you my house. Bang, it's done. On condi- no, no on conditions. Too late to make on conditions. You've already set the sale. So we learn from that there are a few techniques that you've got to do in order for a tnai to work. There are a few techniques. One is the tnai has to come first. You don't say, I will sell you my house on condition. You say, if I get the loan, right, Jack? If I get the loan, then I will sell you my house. So the condition is put up front. And the other is the tnai kafu. And if I don't get a loan, then, then the house will not be sold to you. You've got to put the two of them in. And we have that din of Rabbi Meir is brought in our Gemara and of Ayin Hayamud Aleph and discussed on Ayin Hayamud Beis as well. Well, this links to, to, to important halachot when it comes to, to Lulu and Esrig, when it comes to Arba Minim. So you see, Tishabov is over, so we straight away get talking about Sukkot. Next, no, it's not the next thing on the calendar, but it's it's coming. You said, Doctor Howard, we need some inspiration after Tisha B'av, so we get straight into Sukkot. We start start getting happy already, isn't the Dafyomi amazingly sensitive to our needs each day? The um, in Sukkot, the, the din is we see in Daf Memale from Bez, There's the story from Gabriel, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, Rabbi Akiva, Shubayin The the four of them were on a ship. And there was only one lulav. And Rabban Gamliel had the lulav. So, and it cost a fortune of money. So Rabban Gamliel took the lulav and made his brocha. Then he gave it to Rabbi Yeshua as a gift. Then Rabbi Yeshua gave, used it and he gave it to Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. Then Rabbi Loza ben Azariah used it and gave it back to, then gave it to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva used it and then gave it back to Rabban Gamliel. Lamalila Mema had zero. Why do they all have to say that he returned it back again to Rabban Gamliel? If you give a gift on condition that after you've used it, you return it to me, that is a valid gift during the time you've got it. It's yours. So that's how this, this particular tanai works, this particular condition. I'm giving you my lulav and esrog. It's yours because we have a din. The lulav and esrog has to be yours when you use it. You can't use somebody else's. But there's only one lulav and esrog. So I'll give you mine. Well, if I've given you mine, then what am I going to use Afterwards, what am I going to use tomorrow? I'm giving you mine, and the condition is you give it back to me. Meaning, if you do not give it back to me for whatever reason, you will, you will not have been Yotze, because my gift wasn't valid. My gift was conditional. So you will only fulfill your mitzvah if you ultimately give it back to me. That's the mechanism we use when we lend a, 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 a lulav to somebody else on, on Sukkot. Now comes the interesting question. The Baal Ha'itur has a chidush, which the Rosh brings in, in Sukkot. The Baal Ha'itur, very important, early Rishon, 12th century. He was a contemporary of Rabbeinu Tam. So this is the beginning of the whole Tosfus school. And he came from Marseille. It's always interesting to know the cities that people come from, because when you go to these cities and you visit these cities, it's important to be aware. You walk through the streets of Marseille, you think, this is where the Baal Ha'itur lived. So, notice, so each of these cities, there's a history there, a history that affects us. 
Uh, and, and one wants to know that. It's an important part of one's appreciation of the world and the different cultures and societies that, that, that we have. So the Bala Itur is a very important halachic work, early halachic work. And he says, on Sukkot, you don't actually have to say it out loud. Because everybody knows you're doing it on condition to get it back. Everybody knows when on first day Sukkot, if I give you my Lula Vanessa, I say, you don't have one here, use mine. Everybody knows what I'm doing is, I'm giving it to you as a gift on condition you give it back to me. I don't have to spell it out. The, the, con, the, the context tells you what the meaning of the condition is. That's what the Bala Ita says. You don't have to say it out. You don't have to use the formula. Because it's clear that that's what it is. The, the two then, in Simen Tafresh Nunches, goes into the question as to whether if you do... So, so now what does the Balaito told us? You don't have to make a condition because the context gives you the condition. But let's say you did make the condition, but you made it wrong. You didn't make it tonight kafu. So if I just say to you, here, use my Lula Vanessa. That's okay. I don't have to say anything else. Everybody knows what it means. If I say to you, here's my Lulav and Esrik. I'm giving it to you as a matana, a manat lahachzir. It's on condition you give it back to me. And I don't say, and if you don't give it back to me, this, con- this gift is, is not valid. I don't add that. Have I messed it up now? Or is it still good? Says the, the two, that it only works if there's a double tnai. You've, you've got to make a double tnai. That says the, the Rosh, this says the two himself. Says the two, but that doesn't really make sense. Because if we've said you don't need a tonight at all, and here you did give a tonight, it just wasn't a perfect tonight, so ignore the tonight. It, it's all valid even without the tonight. The tonight is not doing anything. The tonight is not adding anything. So what do you need the, the tonight for? The best Yosef brings the source of this, uh, the, uh, of these views. The one is the Hagos Mamoinis who writes in the shame of the Smag, in the name of the Smag. Powerful, powerful people. The Hagos Mamoinis, as you know, we've talked often, um, the, uh, the, the notes on the, on the Rambam and Talmud of the Maram Rutenberg, a contemporary of the Rosh. Uh, that's the Tur's father who writes in the name of the Smag, the first important uh, Sefer Mitzvah, Halacha Sefer, written from, at the time of the Goenim. And, and he says there, you don't have to say, Almanachi Tachzi Reuli, the condition you give it back to me. Um, so, sorry, he says, You do have to say it out in full, says the Smag, just that the Aloha doesn't go into full details. The Gemara, the story of Ramshman and Gamliel, doesn't tell the whole story of exactly what wording they use. The Gemara assumes you, know, you understand that that's how it has to be, but you absolutely have to mention the double tonight. And the Ramach asked also a reason from the same period. He says, surely without it, if you don't, if without it tonight it works because of context, how much more so it should work if you made the tonight, you just didn't make it quite right. So I just want to focus in our few minutes on that one view. How, how does it work? I understand the Balaitu saying, context tells you that well, what's going on here. Context tells you this is, a, this is a gift, conditional upon you giving it back, you don't have to spell it out. But then the, what the two says seems to be right, to suggest, as the Agos Maimonis in the name of the Smaik says, that if you, do, if you do spell it out, but it's incorrectly spelled out, that messes up the whole thing, the gift, 
That's difficult to understand. Surely it should be. As the Ramach says, Surely it must be good, even if you messed up with the Tanai a little bit. It's the Rashbo who explains why that doesn't work. And the Rashbo says an amazing thing on our, on our Gemara. Yesh Lomar, he says, Ditfei adif gilui hadad levad mitznai she'eno kilchato. Contextual interpretation is better than verbal affirmation that is incorrect and inaccurate. If you're leaving it to context, that's okay, we'll figure it out. But if you're choosing to use the words of Chazal, you'd better get it right. Because if you get it wrong, you're actually undoing what you, what you, what you said before. It's not adding anything. And, and the idea here is an amazing idea of the, of the Rashbo. Not all the Rishonim agree with him, as we see clearly, but the Rashbo's view is amazing. Because what the Rashbo is saying is that if you made a tnai, but you didn't do it meticulously, you're saying that you don't really care about the tnai. You were quite careful in the original statement, I'm giving this lulav and esrug to you. On condition you give it back to me, and I don't go through the whole thing. That means my on condition is not really intentional. I haven't put all that effort into it. Because if you're going to say something that is, that is formulated by Chazal, do your homework and say it properly and say it correctly. If you're saying it lackadaisically, if you're saying it in a, in a haphazard sort of a way, that shows it's not that all, all that important to you. That shows that you're not that committed to it. Expertise and commitment require, it shows itself in the detail. You've got lots of people who know a little bit about a lot. Um, and, and they're, but they're, they're experts who know a lot about a little. And they're geniuses who know a lot about a lot. But knowing a lot means knowing the details. When you talk to somebody about their business or you talk to somebody about their economy, I mean, nowadays you talk, everybody has an opinion about everything, but they don't know the details. Talk about the legal reform. What legal reform? What exactly are you talking about? Most people don't know the details. If you don't know the details, it's not important enough to you. If it's important enough to you, you'll do some research. If you haven't done your research, says the Rashbo, it's a sign that this isn't important enough to you. And that's a lesson for our life that we've got to know. And we've got to educate our children that way. And we've got to uh, ourselves operate that way. If something is really important, do your homework. Get it right. If it's not important, leave it out altogether. Rather don't go there than go there in a way that is inaccurate and not precise. If something is important to you, if you're going to quote something, make sure you quote it precisely. If somebody, you, you want to quote a Chazal, you want to quote a, a Rishon or an Akhra, and you saw it quoted somewhere on the internet, look it up and just check up that it's quoted correctly and that you're quoting it correctly and check up the context in which it was said so that you're understanding it, that you're not taking it out of context as often happens on the internet, something's taken out of context and then you use it and somebody else quotes you and somebody else quotes somebody else who quotes you and the, and, and the item is completely distorted by the end of it. If it's important... Get the details right. If it's not important, leave it out. Don't even go there. Uh, and, and that way we were able to, we'll be able to make sure that particularly when it comes to matters of the mouth, the things we say are said with thought, they're said accurately, and the cosmic impact they have is an impact that is positive and that is constructive in everything that we do. 